Welcome everyone. My name is Vida and this is Sri Lankan Cricket Podcast. A podcast where we discuss current news and developments happening in the cricket world with a special focus on Sri Lanka cricket. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host Sohan. How are you doing, Bora? Good, Vida. How are you keeping? I'm very good, Bora. Very excited about the T20 World Cup and very optimistic about Sri Lanka's chances after a successful qualifying campaign and a victory last night. I'm sure you are excited about our chances too, Bora. Yeah, pretty much. First hurdle was to get through the qualifying stages and yesterday's result was just another driving um, result that we needed. So, very excited to follow the rest of the tournament because we seem to be turning the tables. We'll dive in more throughout the, this program where we are hoping to touch base. I don't think we'll talk anything other than the T20 World Cup in this episode. So, let's get right into it. Um, where should we start? I think we should start with our victory against Bangladesh. Bora. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it was a massive result for us. Watching the game, we uh, the first half of the game didn't go according and then start to the second half wasn't the best as well. But we kept finding ways to, you know, keep turning around and we've seen what Charita Salanka made through and then Banuk on his birthday. End of the day, we finished the game with an over to spare also. So, it's just um, a massive result. Watching the game uh, at the start, it was like, oh, what's going on here? Are we um, going into those old habits? So, something that we've seen the last few yeah. six, seven months, is that coming back? Is I guess everyone would have had that feeling. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, first of all, I was surprised with our team selection as well, Bora. I mean, Mahesh Dikshan was sidelined because of a side strain and we were all thinking about a spinner joining the team. But to everyone's surprise, here comes Pinura Fernando and uh, he took the new ball. I mean, he took a wicket, but yeah. I was surprised. That was a big surprise for me. I think it looked like a left field choice. Um, you could see it in... In the way the game spanned out, from a captaincy point of view, and Dasu not having the right control of how the bowlers were going to be spread mm-hmm. out, because we we all thought it would have been a straight swap if Mahesh wasn't fit. The one person coming in would have been Akila Dananje. Yeah. Um, maybe a Dananje De Silva, but then mm-hmm. that meant Dananje will have to bat at a number eight, and then. He'll probably be more. He'll probably do bowl the two overs at max and sneak yeah. in a third. Whereas with Akila, at least you could bank, or you'll give him that four-over spell. And I know Akila is down on confidence, but he is a similar type of bowler, so that would have been the easier choice. But left field choice when the ball imbalance. Just to talk the scenarios would have been Binura coming in and do a ball in the bulk in the with the new ball. Power play uh, Yeah, and then yeah. spread that four overs we lost with Mahesh with two for Dasun and two for mm. Binura. But we saw it slightly spiral with the uh, bowling plans because it was a hot day in Saja. Bangladesh was on top. Things seemed to be getting away from us. You could see the yeah, like some yeah. of the emotions being involved in the boys. And I think um, the decision making was slightly not as clear i mean mm. um, if we the good thing is we've managed to win when you have a strong management or leadership structure these are the discussions they'll be having with 
when you're um, reviewing the game, um, having that chat with Dasun saying, okay, these we could have handled these situations slightly better. A lot of it is uh, um, coming into a main topic that in T, I think T20 format of cricket is a lot of a data-driven game, if yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Unlike the longer formats of the 50 over to the test cricket where you can make more instinct decisions um, or, you know, try to uh, roll the dice, see a small scenario if it will yeah. work, if it will peel off and if it pulls off, works well. But if it doesn't, you have time to pull it back in. Mm. Um, but in T20 cricket, you, you don't have that luxury of trying it out. Both captains made the mistake. I mean, we hear the word matchups that we like talking about. About plans. You know, yeah, those matchups has to be with a certain skill set as well. Like the best example I can share is Charit Tasalanka bowling off spin, presuming that Shakib Al Hassan slightly weaker is a left hand. He wouldn't go as hard. But we're talking about a part time spinner who hasn't bowled as much coming up against the world's best all-rounder. And Shakiba also knew this was a half, like he's the sixth, seventh bowler and he needed to cash in rather than let that guy settle in a sneaky you know, He actually took him on. Like the first yeah. ball, he gave room and he went over cover, which high risk shot, but he backed himself to take more runs off him. And that resulted in us going behind the eighth ball pretty much. But yeah. If we looked at what we could have done better bowling-wise, we could have, because we knew, number one, Mahesh is not playing. So that meant our wicket-taking bowler is Vanidu Hasaranga. Yep. So we could have handled him. Yeah, we would have, we needed to make him the attacking, we could take him bowling option rather than him being the containing option is how I saw it. We could have used him as maybe that fifth or sixth over in the power yeah. play. See, one, one was under the pump because he came in to bowl at the, I think it's the ninth or tenth over. It was very late into his spell. And by that time, the batsmen were on top. But credit to Mushfiqur Rahim. I mean, the thing is, he managed, He seems to be scoring a lot against Sri Lanka as well. But his um, slog sweeps, it's a very high-risk shot. But I have never seen him miss it or rarely seen him miss yeah. it those as well. So he seems to be on top of that shot. He, he has a clear plan uh, against each bowler, isn't it, Bora? Yeah, and he, he came in with a lot of pressure into this game as well. Mm. I think talk in the media about Bangladesh top three not doing the job for them because Tami Mikbal's out, he's not playing. And then Shakib, Mushviku and Mahmudullah um, are the main players. So they started off well. And the thing is at the pool, I love reading the press conference pre-match as well as during the games. And Mushviku was like, yep, 170. That's it. We've sealed this kind of. He was very confident. He was. <laughs> um, but credit to the Sri Lankan guys, we pulled it off. And mm-hmm. moving back into the Sri Lankan side of the batting, we seem to be, I know we're saying it's uh, we are not firing at the top, which seems to be, so far in this tournament, the, the top board hasn't fired apart from Pakistan, what they did against India yesterday night, and then Bangladesh's opener scoring the runs. So, but coming back into the Sri Lankan batting, it's we've had three fifties played from three different batsmen. So at least it's spreading the workload a bit, which argues well. I mean, 
Avishk, I'd like to see him score more in international T20 before we um, discuss. It's a good move, him there. Yeah. Um, but I just have a feeling um, he he's still learning that spot. He's been getting runs for the last few games, so he was bound to get a failure, you know. So it happened yeah. in this game. Going back to our bowling, for us, for us to go ahead in this tournament, our bowling has to carry the load, right? And getting the sides out or keeping them to the score, whatever we score. I think this was the first time our bowling attack was under pressure, wasn't it? Like every other game we played in the last couple of months, we had power play wickets and it's either Lahiru or Dushmanta will come and break a partnership. T20 cricket is a momentum game and um, those two nobles bowled by Chamira that tipped the game towards Bangladesh. It's very hard to pull it back after that. Once it's gone, it's very hard to pull it back. So this is what we are expecting uh, in the upcoming games. Spot on when you talked about, I mean, our bowling attack so far seems to be a very strong attack bringing in the results. A couple of factors, I think, number one, they're the first proper or strong batting order we came across as well and a good uh, batting track I think everyone was surprised with Binuru's inclusion mainly seeing the pitch how it looked like so it was kind of a question mark there trying to justify why it was and then another factor I could think of is our games have been a lot of it has been played in the night when it's slightly cooler so now this game was the first game of the day so and also, I mean, there was a lot of noise there for the Bangladeshi supporters as well. Mm-hmm. So the boys are under- getting control of their emotions. I mean, you could have, you, you could see everyone's trying their best heat of the moment. Um, few things when things are not going, and exactly right, that double no ball was a yeah. massive swing in their favor. I am a firm believer when you're winning, it's easier to adjust and make the mistakes or talk about it more because hmm. you don't feel as dragged down. So when yeah. the guys are having these performance discussions with with the team, it's a lot easier to listen and change because you've got that motivation levels. But you also got to understand, like I like going back to the leadership because that's where things are driven at. Dasun, for him, is also learning on the job. Um, yeah. It's a captaincy, is a very unique role. Mm. You don't like, I mean, in professional worlds or apart from um, like going into a normal, like if you go into work, you have time to train under someone. Whereas, uh, yeah, we haven't, I think Dasun hasn't had that as much. So, um, but I don't know whether Dasun has been a captain through the junior teams to the first class structures or has that structures. But those are the on-the-job trainings that guys can afford. I mean, we talked yeah. about the great captains of Sri Lanka, you know, Arjuna, Mahela. They've been strong captains through their junior ranks up towards when they come up. Like they know that some stage they will captain the country. Yeah. That's the... Captaincy qualities that we look for in leaders. I mean, um, more strong leaders have been there that we know of, but those are the two standouts that we talk about. Best thing that happened for Dasuni is getting the likes of, you know, the Mahalas coming into the camp to touch base about these aspects. So I'm sure they'll have a chat and say, yep, 
uh, we could have handled it better. The glaring result was from the bowling point of view was Vanidu and Chamikar uh, um, Karunaratna had remained in one over each. Yeah. Um, so that I think got out of hand slightly. Um, but they'll, I think, reassess, regroup, come back with a better plan. No, no, you're right. I mean, he, talking about captains, he's like, he's doing a job that nobody wanted you know so yeah, i think he's doing a good job given the circumstances yeah. and he as you said he's learning on the job he's getting better by the game so he seems to get the support from the boys that's the main thing isn't it that everyone's everyone's backing him and a uh, little bit of panic but he seemed to uh, have it under control and uh, we'll have to talk about batting Barada. Uh, this is the second time um, Asalanka has played a match-winning innings. He's, he's very new to international cricket. This is his fifth month in international cricket and he's showing a lot of maturity for his age and um, we were under pressure. I mean, when you look at the group we are in and look at the games we are we are playing, for me, this was the hardest game because the yeah. pitches suits Bangladesh and um, with our spinners, we'll do better against um, Australia, uh, England and South Africa. Yeah, exactly right. I think with the group stage, with all these changes that was having mid-tournament, it resulted in one, the group in getting packed with the full nation teams all in one group fighting Mm. for two spots. Uh, Conditions-wise, matching up against the team, Bangladesh is a very strong team. It's similar to their home conditions. They back themselves in by packing the spin to play on slow tracks and mm. they set it up. It was challenging for us, uh, important points for us, because like I said, if you were to match up against countries who would play in the heat and have to slow, low turning wickets, you you back yourself against the likes of an Australia, um, South Africa, West Indies as well. So it's setting up well for us and early points is always good because it's very hard to play yeah, catch yeah. up points and try to say, yep, we'll sneak through because the pressure keeps building. Mm. Um, with batting, I mean, Charit Asalanga has, we, all, we, we both always have spoken highly of him. He's having that positive vibes with him when he's walking. He's got that attitude, the aura that we like to see in a player. He takes the game on and it was good to see him not slow down as much. He knew the when the left arm spinner was on, he backed himself to get the shots. And yeah, it's a very um, strong shot to play, especially when Kusal just got out um, slog sweeping um, yeah. in the first yeah. over itself. And then um, to get Asalanka coming in and, you know, after a while again, go hard at the at the guy again. So, but he knew he, the thing you see with, Charit from the little knocks that he's been playing, he seems to be moving with the ball a lot more freely. Yeah. It's more of a natural shot. He knows where his strengths are. So he played uh, five sixes. For me, it felt like if it's in his area, he yeah. just back himself to hit it for a four or a six. It was refreshing to watch. Um, mm. I mean, we we hear it saying it's a refreshing look with this team in the commentary boxes with who's covering the matches um it actually is a refreshing look the way they are playing they yeah. look um they look like they can go up i mean a lot of we would have folded a lot of times in the past with such a um target but they we kept at it uh, charit tasalanka's good thing is 
he seems to be striking at a good tempo always. It's not like he starts at that mm. at really slow, but he's actually keeping up the strike rate, if not getting better um, and moves along. So it puts less pressure on the team, like the guys like Pratum, um, Nissan, and them, they can still settle down. Overall, I'm pretty happy. I mean, Banuka, we know how strong um, he hits. It's just the start of an innings that he's been finding it difficult that, you know, they're not scoring runs pretty much at the start. It's either zero and then he kicks off. But um, he seems to, when it mattered for us, he kicked it off. And that's a sign that we want in a T20 tournament that one guy can get one win aside for the team Mm. and... Another guy can do it. Vanidu did it for us in the game before. Mm. Charit did it here. Um, we've seen Mahesh puts in. So it spread out the workload a bit more. So mm. we talked about Avishka having to hold the bat in order together because everything's fallen apart. But in international T20, we haven't seen him yet, but we are still getting bringing home the chocolates with the wins mm. because everyone around him is performing. This seems to be the batting order we've got, yep. or this is the main mix of batters we've got. So, uh, if Matish is fit, other than that, I don't see any other changes to this team. Bora, not at this stage. Like yeah. toss up, we have is Dananjay Dizu, and a lot of the time we talk about is he contributes with the ball with a the bit. Ball. But yeah. we've covered the bowling at the moment. We don't need a guy coming into bowl that two three over spell. You know. So again, Dasun, what Dasun needs to learn is, I think he's doing the change of pace, but he needs to come at a better phase to bowl through. Just coming in at an easier time where he can settle into with the ball. Lahiru Kumar and Dushman, it's so good to see. I mean, they are clocking 145 plus. Every ball. (laughs) You can see, you know. Um, <clears throat> I was looking at the Australian fast bowlers. They are also clocking 140, 143, even the Pat Cummins, whereas now our guys are 145 plus going there. Yeah, the when you clock 145, that. the change of pace looks so much harder to do, deal with. No, I think I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, um, Thursday we are playing against uh, Australia. 28th, then 30th, Saturday, we are playing against South Africa. So we're playing an afternoon game against South Africa at 3.30. So yep. it'll be the same like uh, Bangladesh. Now I'm looking forward to these two games. And from there, we'll, we'll see where we're going to go. For the boys, I think, uh, I'm sure that's what they are planning is get one step at a time. At this mm. moment, let's see the immediate goal for them is let's try to be in that top two end of the, you know, the stages when it comes to the knockout stages. So uh, for us to get there, as it stands in the group, I mean, West Indies were, you know, got bowled out to a very low score. Australia doesn't seem to be sinking with their top three or their batting sinking in. I mean, the only guy who's been playing cricket for Australia or proper, it's been in sync is Hazelwood and he seems to be the one which changed the shift in momentum for them. South Africa again, struggle, low scores. We don't see a stand. I mean, Pakistan took the game away uh, against India. So they're like, they've set the tournament at a really high bar in our group. We haven't seen that team taking the game, like a runaway team at the moment. So far in the tournament, the top three batters haven't scored as much. 
So yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's not only a Sri Lankan problem, it seems to be a tournament problem as well. But now that we are, we've just started the group stages and more stronger teams will get opened up to showcase their talent. But India had the strongest betting order and the top three were right-handers and um, mm. Shaheen Afridi blew that open for them. So that's where we are setting up at least slightly better with our betting orders being uh, changed up uh, with the combinations. Exciting times for us, um, I'm sure. I mean, we've, we haven't had such a good run-up of games where everyone's behind the boys at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we got the best fans, Bora. They're very critical when they are not doing well, but... Yeah, when we were winning, you know, they back our boys, and especially against Bangladesh, there was a few past uh, incidents, and uh, you know, the whole country was behind the boys. We needed that win; it was oh, a really yeah. um, important win for us. Mahesh Tikshaners, I mean, talking about his injury, we don't know to which extent this side strain is at. Um, Normally, if there's a scan, you hear feedback coming in, whether it's, you know, there are different types of tests yeah, or grade yeah. of tests. So it's, it hasn't gone to that extent. So that's good. And it's hoping it's that recovery stage that rec- gives him that much needed rest. And something which has been used in the football circuit is muscle fatigue. Um, so I'm, I don't know whether it's that a type of condition like that for a player like Mahesh. He's been play, playing for the last last few months. So. Yeah, yeah. What I was touching base was the he must be in the pools, physios, you know, looking after him, monitor him as he go along. So the other thing uh, you talked about, um, you know, we have the form behind us as a team, Bora. That's something other teams don't have. Like they haven't been playing as a team. For the last couple of months because of the IPL, like there was hardly any cricket. Yeah, spot on. I think um, it is a telling factor, especially when you're playing in a team environment where you need to understand, work off each other to know what the roles are. So we've had more time together as a unit compared to the other teams. I think Pakistan as well, because of the tour cancellations that has been happening. So they've been grouped together, training together as well. Everyone else have been spread out. Um, it shows, isn't it? You can see yeah. um, with their batting and bowling. You can see it's, it's totally different. So, so it's tried to get in the units. It comes as more matches are played, but you could mm-hmm. see a slight... I mean, the best example was Australia-South Africa match. And um, number one, in the media back in South Africa, they're probably asking where is Faf? Um, So it's a glaring one. But from Australia's point of view, Mitchell Stark, he opened the bowling for Australia and he was bowling that length that was just in the slot to be hit. And you could see he doesn't have that workloads behind behind him. Whereas as soon as Hazelwood came back, he was hitting that, um, I think it's um, on the pitch map, it's the six to nine meter mark from the stumps where he was hitting back of a length where they can't drive or get onto it and he was just in sync because he's got he's played cricket under him yeah that's where he played he was in uae he's conditioned himself really well there so those are the things we've noticed in teams and sri lankans look also more in sync um because we've had more time in match time under us so it's a strong group that you're not 
confirm till the whole games are going on whereas um the other group india pakistan new zealand seem to be fighting for two spots at this stage we got more got the diff, like west indies in our group yeah. england south africa hopefully chokes and australia hasn't been strong contenders in t20 world cricket so mm. it might work in our favor where we just got to knock one off england and west indies and we might be there but i know there is frustrations in the media we've seen talking about our top 3 is not scoring yeah. but that's just one small problem that we got to fix because everyone else is pulling their weight uh, and getting the results home for us the t20 tournament or 2014 when sri lanka won we carried or sangakara didn't have the best tournament throughout uh, and yeah. he made a telling contribution in the final so final. we can still manage to go along but um, hopefully we get that fixed i have a very good feeling about our boys and i'm backing them to make it to the semi finals yeah definitely i think we talked about more world cup focus there was a couple of fan questions or feedback coming through i was hoping to um lead into that yeah you um, happy to kick that segment on or yeah yeah let's do that okay bora the first one is from rajiv from colombo this is a email sent to uh, sri lankan cricket podcast at gmail.com if you have any questions or any comments you can send them to this this email address he has written awesome work with the podcast guys keep up the good work what do you guys think about the comments made by simon dool on dinesh chandimal this is the comment simon dool has made 60 matches dinesh chandimal that's 60 with an average of 20 and a strike rate of 104 sorry you aren't making it to a t20 side with that not when you had 60 goals at it and you bat in the top four time and time again do you want to go no, it's, uh, go? <laughs> it's honest and raw feedback yeah um, chandi's point of view, i'm sure he is not probably happy about the role um he would have wanted to i mean everyone want tries to perform and get the results you know because that's something we always reflect on i know we say it's not always about the runs or stats but we do look at that so if someone says na not to fuss about what scores i'm doing na i don't agree with that you do look back at that results i mean it's a glaring reflection of the games he's played and the i mean especially the strike rates that are showing mm. it's not the best but probably he's been out of the team in the last two years or so in i think maybe t20 cricket definitely but he pushed himself for selections by scoring runs in the tournaments that have been leading up to it that is the domestic uh, t20 tournaments that was just held in that so in the lead up to it he was the guy who was putting the scores up and being a wicket keeper he just edged everyone else and from the media uh, interviews that has been held he appears to be uh, have been the batsman who looks in better nick than the rest so mm. i know it's a reflection of it's talked about chandimal as a batsman but we also we have to look at the wider picture okay take him out who else is there to fill that role so um, maybe at this stage or in the lead up to it no one was 
putting the scores in, you know, because mm. um, I know there was a practice game that was played and I've heard that he scored a 480 odd runs of, you know, number of balls. So he would have looked good and the team would have backed in. This is what we have at this stage from this crop of players. Let's give him a go first up. But they're quick to make the changes as well. They've, they didn't make the runs and he had to give way. But not the best record to look at with that. No, no. Well, I agree with Simon Dubora. I don't see him playing T20 cricket after this World Cup. As you said, like there was a, there was a spot to be taken and he did what he had to do get got the runs and uh, make it to the squad but you know as Simon Dool said time and time again and um, it's not enough um, so World Cups are a very good opportunity to reset going forward uh, I mean because T20 World Cups happen every two years now so going ahead I think um, we'll have to look into other options yeah I, I think you nailed it on the head I think um, the suspensions, I mean, we forget. I mean, the good thing is we don't go back to the three guys who suspended because we are in a good pit. Like we've managed to overcome that hurdle. Mm. Players will filter through the systems if we are not performing. I think from a system point of view, they've got to look back and see where things went wrong. Like if Simon does in 16, 60 matches, not having the results, what could the uh, management setups done better to see, okay, what? Where could we have adjusted and maybe got um, gotten on top of it? That's the honest opinion we have, and very rightly so. If an outsider commentator is confident to talk about it um, with the games, it's a glaring reflection and pretty um, good uh, question raised by Rajiv on that uh, <laughs> aspect. You know, it's a conversation we unfortunately have to have. It's that honest conversation keep sending these comments and questions we love we love hearing from you and um, we love to talk about these topics you want um, another one Bora? yeah this is from dasun uh, who sent in um, dasun <laughs> <laughs> oh you never know good on you mate good on you <laughs> uh, no no this is asking about a left arm spinner. So I'll read out the question. It's like with Mahesh Tikshana's injuries or we hear in, in the media that he might not be fit, would it be a good opportunity for us to explore the left arm spin option of Praveen Jayavikrama? Praveen Jayavikrama is outside the 15 um, yeah. group. But if they would have been tempted to see if they can get someone in, I mean, if those are always thoughts. But the question is, that means they'll have to rule out Mahesh Tikshana yeah. from the tournament. So, oh, yeah. so they wouldn't want to risk it. They want to give himself as much time to recover, keep him in the squad. And the way things are, they'll, the team in the camp, the camp news is they're fairly confident that he'll be up for the next game. So that's one reason why Praveen is not in the 11. But if he was in this 50-man squad, I think he would have played this game yeah no i think you're right um uh, if i am dasun shanaka not dasun the listener, <laughs> <laughs> i'll keep uh Tikshana, even if it's getting fit if he's not ready to go yet i'll keep him in the squad for another week till we have no chance of making you know if that's the case but as you said if he had 
Jai Vikram in the squad would have definitely walked into the side but it is what it is touching base on that with I remember I think when we were covering the IPL games you said a half with Andre Russell yes like you'll have him yeah the same applies for Mahesh at this stage for the Sri Lankan camp because we are not worried about the batting side of him so if he can give us that four overs in and he can feel at short third or, or goal oh, and you know no, a- yeah. <laughs> hopefully I see he's not listening uh, but um, <sighs> Um, if we can do like manage him during games, even if it is like to an extent like that, we'll we'll still got to manage him and play him because he'll feel short third to short third, and that's yeah. not hard. Twenty over game, mm. but I'm sure they'll be assessing those. I mean, touching base on Ajanta Mendes, right? The we've seen in um, we've seen he's the mentor or you know he's more personal coach for mahesh dikshan mm. like a modern professional sportsman's personal coach is with more becoming a common uh, norm now uh, mahesh's personal coach or that trainer mentor he looks up is ajanta mendes mm. and he or I mean they would have their discussions over time about how best can we plan for the next games yeah um but a, a big change I've noticed in Mahesh Dikshana's bowling is he seems to be on to the stumps a lot more. Whereas I think when he played South Africa in the one day series, he yeah. started outside off trying yeah, we to talk about it. He's giving yeah, so, a lot more room outside the off stump. And yeah, so now he seems to be nailed on that off stump, yeah. which the ball just you just need it slightly deviating both ways, which he does at the moment which is creating that issue and he has more coverage with the outfielders because two guys only allowed out in the field is mm. making use of them if needed so he's um, corrected that also it's just with ajanta mendis we're heading into teams ajanta mendis has done well against as well so mm. when he was playing his cricket so um He'll definitely be able to touch base more yeah. and pass on that knowledge to Mahesh. The other side of how do I say history doesn't repeat, but it it does. Right. Um, yeah, so right. <laughs> Ajanta Mendy is his best captain uh, when Ajanta Mendy was playing was Mahela Jawad, yeah. and he's coming back into the camp in a leadership uh, role, which. You know, he knows how to handle them. He's probably having more <laughs> chats to him. This is how the fields are said to you. This is how I want you to bowl. So those are the ones that are working well for us at this moment. When we have a strong leadership or a stream leader at the top, the rest of the support crew around them can work freely so when now there is that settled leadership structure we see the rest of the staff support staff working through they know what they need to do to support that structure i think i touched based in one of the programs where i said it's not only for the players it's for the management or the coaching crew as well because Mahela would come and expect guys to work in their departments and bring about the results. So we are seeing those results in the bowling 
and we also see into a certain extent what the batting plans are coming through. So I love listening to the press conferences or interviews that are being held out by. A bit different uh, now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, keywords coming out. Yes. Uh, changes in um, the way we touching base uh, in the media, talking about. The good thing is, if you notice, we are not giving away a lot of match plans in the media circuits. We, yeah. we are like, we're holding it back. We're not giving much out, which is like the game against Bangladesh. I know Vinil Mahesh was iffy, but no one ruled him out. It wasn't, <laughs> it didn't come out. He was there in the national anthem. He was in the camp. So the Bangladesh coaching to the, Players would have been coming in and you know putting their head out and saying, "It's Mahesh is he, he played?" <laughs> yeah, so just keeping that you know unknown bit and just right at the toss would have said, "Nah, he's not playing." So those are little games you got to play just to keep that you know bit unsettled or okay, have that advantage for us going. So that's what I'm seeing as little changes in what we are hearing and seeing with this World Cup coverage. It's all good things, Bora. It's all good. One thing for us, I think we talked about batting, bowling, fielding could improve, um, especially when the heat is on, which, I mean, that will come about because we've got key players fielding in good spots now So and more coverage when it comes. I mean, you see Dushmant uh, Chamir is fielding at long off, long on, whereas sometime back he would have been at short fine leg, fine leg. Or, at deep point, you know. Makes sense. He's the tallest guy in the squad. So in yeah. the last few overs, he's got a better chance of catching something going over your head rather than having Asalanko someone there, isn't it? So. Yeah, true. <laughs> so those are could be he pulled off a few runouts as well. So yeah, yeah. he's confident in his fielding. What I'd like to see with Dushmant more is the change of pace with the lens. I think their change of pace with the lens are allowing the batsman to get ahead. His change of pace is good. It's just if you can break the lens a bit more, would be would be ideal. I'm gonna go one game at a time too, Borad. I'm not gonna think about other games. I'm I'm gonna worry about the next couple of games and we'll see where we're gonna go from there. Before we wrap up. Um, I just saw something on, on news. Uh, ben Stoke going to come and join uh, the Ashes touring party uh, to Australia. They're bringing out a good team now when you need a good all-rounder in Australia. So they got Ben Stokes in their team. What do you reckon? Would um, It's good to see Ben Stokes coming in, number one. But now with the restrictions easing up that has been announced... With the Barmy Army travel out here now. Oh, so how good. How good. It'll oh. be good. Uh, yeah. with I mean double vax travelers being allowed mm. from the first of November. So it'll be interesting to see. In Victoria or MCG for the boxing day, they're trying to make that the mark event where we yep. announced that we've out of lockdown in front of I mean the best result would be to have a sellout MCG crowd. They're talking about uh, 80,000. Yeah. So, but massive possibility of that happening because everyone wants to be out there and um, it's setting up for, I mean, if it goes that way, it's just going to be a good series. Ben Stokes coming in adds that bit of flavor that is needed because he's mm-hmm. a massive figure for English cricket. 
because we've kicked off only two games so far or four i mean sri lanka in sri lanka's group just two so four overall um two either side strong favorites Whoa. so any team that you're backing it's too early to tell you put me on the spot um so make it easy for if you to pick four teams to make it to the finals oh, those okay. are the knockouts what are the four teams Alright, I'm gonna go with England, Sri Lanka. Alright, India, Pakistan. After that, don't ask me. <laughs> yeah, I'm just giving a bit of thought myself as well. I reckon England, Sri, uh, Sri Lanka safe. I mean, we've got to go for Sri Lanka the way we are playing at the moment. And Pakistan, New Zealand, maybe. Oh, India gonna lose against New Zealand. Oh, big call. <laughs> ஒருத்தான் just uh, i mean areas we could have improved something we've seen as players that yeah. we would like to chat about so anyone who's a keen follower of the game might hear a different side of it or mm. might understand why certain decisions were made or why what what happened to have a key understanding let us know what you think find us in our socials or send us an email we'll add all the links in our show notes yeah and we'll see you guys next week see you guys <laughs>